Father, Lord, we desire more of you. Who can teach like you, Father? Who can reveal like you, Father God? We thank you for what you did in the first service, Father God. We thank you for what you are going to do and what you are doing right now in the second service. Open the eyes of our understanding, O God, that we may behold wondrous things out of your word. Let our heart be open that your word will penetrate into every aspect of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because your name will be exalted once again. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen. amen. Now, before you are seated, if you have a sad to see beside you, or a sad to see person beside you, well, you'll be a smile to see person by just giving at least three people a smile that will make their world a better one can you do that right now just don't be the sad to see person just give at least three people a smile that will make their world a better one so i'm giving you this smile to make your world a better one i am not a sad to see person i'm a i'm a smile to see person huh? All right, I'm a, I'm a happy to see person. Glory be to God. You may please now be seated. God bless you. Are you excited like a kite? All right, are you excited like a kite? Glory be to God. All right, so we are in the season, but the sun is good to see you. The last time I saw you, you were wearing white. When I saw you again, you are still wearing white. So from today, I will change you to white man. <laughs> Glory. All right. I remember vividly you were wearing white before you traveled. Now you are still wearing white. So you are now a white man. Okay, good. Now, are you, are, you, are you expected to be blessed this morning? Are you expected to be blessed this morning? Now, why don't you realize and smile? I just want you to smile. All right. This is the Bible says, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are what? Pleasures forevermore. Now, the, uh, this is the se series I'm running. The series is called Soaring Eye. The theme for the convention that passed is soaring. But right now, we are now in another season called Soaring Higher. So with me, I'm going to soar higher. Now, one of the things I've been sharing with you, all right, is that it takes two wings to soar. It takes two wings to soar, all right? No bird soar on a wing. Now, in this kingdom, we saw on the two wings. Now, the, the two wings are the wings of the supernatural and the wings of the natural. It takes the balancing of these two wings to experience higher heights. It takes the balancing of these two wings to move higher in life. Now, if you tilt towards one at the detriment of the other, you make mockery of the other one now there are principles that govern this world and there are principles that governs the kingdom of god you must know how to operate in these two principles in order to move higher in order to soar higher so say with me in this season i will soar higher now i share with you last sunday that our tuesday service this time around is very different why is it different because we are dealing with the natural principles that will cause you to soar high now when you see me teach on tuesdays 
or especially in the next four weeks, it will be as though I don't believe in the spiritual dimension. When, I, when you also hear me teach on Sunday, it will be as if I don't believe in the natural dimension. So we are balancing these two. We are teaching the two because I believe that you are going to sow iron. So last week Tuesday, or this, yeah, last week Tuesday, I taught on sowing iron through the power of self-discipline. Through the power of self-discipline. So if you miss Tuesday service, you need to go to our YouTube page. The video is there and check it is there. Soaring higher through the power of self-discipline. Soaring higher through the power of what? Self-discipline. All right. So and I'm, I'm going to be building on it. And there are so many laws we are going to be teaching on Tuesdays right now. Where I'm going to be teaching on the law of process, the law of productivity, the law of uh, the law of increase, the law, uh, one of the law that I, I will also be teaching on, or which are going to be the principles I will be teaching on on Tuesday, the law of seasons, what you need to do at recognizing seasons of your life and what you need to be doing at different seasons of your life. Right now, some of us, you don't even understand the season that you are. So if during rainy season, you are you are doing the wrong thing. When the rain goes, you will not have certain harvest. So at every stage or period of our life, you must understand the principles of seed time and harvest time, what you need to be doing in those seasons. So don't miss Tuesday service. Don't miss Tuesday service. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to be going into the word of God in this second service right now. Part, and that is the same 1B. 1A is in first service. This is 1B on, and I'm, I'm teaching on the power of God's blessings. The power of God's blessing. No, sorry, not blessings, but blessing. The power of God's blessing. The power of God's blessing. Now, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, it is not God's strength they are renewing, but their own strength. So, you can see Lord and their strength, the combination of the two. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. Two wings. It is a wing, but it's a wings as eagles. Now, the, the next thing is that they shall run and not be weary. Now, you see, the man is mounting up, but God is giving him higher speed. Then he's running, but the thing is that he's not weary. So you can see that he's doing, he or she is doing his own part. This person is doing his own part. So in other words, he, the part he ought to do is that he's running. The supernatural is that he's not weary. Now, whenever you run, you ought to be weary after some time. But because the man is doing his own part diligently. So what ought to happen naturally, which is weariness, God then supplies his grace so that he's not weary. But that grace only came after the man started running. After he began to do what he needed to do. Then the next thing you saw, or you can see here, is that, and they shall walk and not faint. So, he's walking, but God is now supplying grace for him not to faint. So, faith, the grace of God did not come until the man began to do his own part, which is to start walking. So, you see, it takes these two combinations, the natural and the supernatural, to see outstanding results. Amen. Now, when it comes to the supernatural, one of the things you know that the foundation of everything God wants to do in your life is the blessing. I call it the blessing because there are so many blessings in this world, but there is the blessing. The blessing is the one that comes from God on which every other kingdom activity is founded on. 
Now look at it, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Hope you have your Bible in church. Genesis 1 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion, the mission of God for man. Let them rule, let them reign, let them triumph in life. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and it continued to stay demanded. Verse, verse 27 and say, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now look at it now. Verse 28, after creation. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful. In fact, what you will observe throughout the scripture is that the blessing of God comes before every other thing. God blessed them and God said, I will enlarge your coast. God blessed them and God said, be fruitful. The blessing of God is the foundation, right? That must be laid for every other thing to take place. So you must know how to walk in that blessing. So if you don't have that blessing in place, every other prayer becomes useless. Because the foundation of the blessing of God must stand sure for every other thing to be built upon it. Say with me, I am blessed of the Lord. So here you see that before dominion came, or before man could be fruitful, or before man can multiply, what did God do? What did God do? So you see, the blessing of God empowers a man for dominion. The blessing of God empowers a man to succeed. The blessing of God is the foundation of, of destiny for man. So without the foundation of blessing, man cannot fulfill his destiny. Every other thing must be founded on the blessing. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you, quickly give you some, the effect of God's blessings in your life, in our life. The effect of God's blessing in the life of a man. Now, we know that the foundation is a blessing. You know, this morning, as we are here at our church side, by the grace of God, they are doing the, the casting for the foundation. And, um, you know, I asked uh, the, uh, the engineer that is in charge, I said, why is this part so, is this how we are going to continue? And he, one of the things he said to me, he said, he said Say, no, sir, the foundation is the most difficult. The foundation is the, the one that even consumes more. Because if you know how much we spend, the rod and everything. In fact, he, you saw me stepping out during the first service. He said to me, there are over 100 area boys that are around him right now wanting to collect something for that work that is going on. Amen. Why? Because a new foundation has been laid. If you want to succeed in life, you cannot but understand how to engage the blessing of God in your life. It is mandatory. If things are not going well, the way it ought to go, check yourself. Are you still walking in the blessing of God? Now, what are the effects of God's blessing upon the life of a man? Number one, the blessing of God or the blessing of the Lord causes opportunity to come to you. The blessings of God or the blessing, the blessing of God causes opportunities to come to you. Luke 1 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. The secret of Mary's success. The Lord said, it's not just because you are a virgin. 
but because the blessing of the Lord is upon you. So, in other words, when God was looking for the one who is going to give birth to the Messiah, God looked for the one who carried what? The blessing. Say, so you are blessed among women. Mary was walking in the blessing of the Lord. So, no wonder she could qualify to birth the Messiah. Hallelujah. Isaac also, in Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, the Bible says, And there was famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went in unto Abimelech, king of Philistines, unto Gerah, verse 2. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in this land which I shall tell thee. So John in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries. And I will perform to thee the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Go with me to verse 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in, in thy seed shall all what? The nations of the earth be what? Blessed. Verse 5. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and keep my charge, my commandment, my status, and my laws. Verse 6. And Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Now move to verse 12, everybody. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in what? In the same year. And a what? An hundredfold. And the Lord did what? blessed him. Now, the opening word was that there was famine. So, naturally speaking, he was not supposed to reap during famine. But heaven stepped in because the blessing of the Lord came upon him. So, when, you see, the natural condition was not favorable. The blessing of God override the natural condition. But remember that he sowed. He engaged the natural laws. He sold. He knew how to sold. Then what happened? He reaped a hundredfold. In this season of, you know, Nigerian inflation rate now is over 20%. So right now, you know, some just some months ago, the bread price entered into a thousand naira. Right now, I at the last time I, you know, I have teenage children now, so I bought 1,200 naira bread. I told my wife that before the year runs to an end, you will see that bread can clock up to 1,500. Not because of anything. It's the season of inflation, the season of famine. What should you do? You, now, it does not mean that you should just pray, 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 pray. First, like Isaac, you need to know the seed to sow. You need to know how to sow. You need to know what to sow. But in the midst of those natural principles you are engaging, move yourself into the position where the blessing of the Lord can answer for you. Do you know also that in this season is the season to prosper? If, if, if there is any book I want you to go and read, right? Any knowledge I will recommend for you. Go and study. There are books that, that talk about how Americans navigated during the Great Depression. The Great Depression was a period in American history where everything knows died. And people like George Muller, Zig Ziglar, and all these other billionaires today, they emerged from that era because they knew what to do in that season. 
When others began to sell their houses, you know, just recently on Saturday, last Saturday, you know, of course I'm going to say, I said some people to go and investigate a property somewhere. And, uh, you know, one of the things you will learn from Pastor Godwin when he came around was that he said, he said, when opportunity appears beautiful, other people will have taken it. So we began to look for where opportunities are ugly. And, you know, we saw a property somewhere, you would not believe it. There is light, there is electricity. I don't, I'm not saying you should come to me after the service for it. No, 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 because we don't sell property in church. But I'm just trying to let you know something, all right, of that. I was surprised when they told me the amount of the property, less than 300,000 era. All right. Now they are desperate to sell right now because I know that during inflation, when prices of food begins to go up, prices of property goes down. Because by the law of demand, people will be striving to feed their stomach. It is those who are full that will think of buying property. Do you understand? I know it's a principle. That's why I told somebody, no, let us go. They will be looking for, between now and December, you see that prices of property somehow will have to go down. Why? Because the cost of living is going up. So price, houses cannot go up right now because people are still struggling to eat. So not everything is going to be so bad in this season. You must be able to know that what are the opportunities that are there in this season. That's why we are teaching this on Tuesday. And also, if you want to hear me teach about all those other things, what will make me know all those indices and everything, you need to listen to it on Tuesday. Sunday, I'm teaching the spiritual one. But I'm just letting you know that Isaac sold. Then after he sold, then the spiritual power set in. He reaped in that same year. He reaped in that same year. So it's a combination of the power of God. So one of the things I want you to know is that the blessing of God attracts opportunities to you. When you are in his will, you will begin to see opportunities where others cannot see it. Everybody began to leave Gera. The normal thing is to travel abroad. I have a friend who, who told me, who had, who, she's a banker, they have a bank. And she said, Pastor JJ, you know, do you know that the rate at which people are traveling out of Nigeria now is very alarming? As a very, very, it's not normal travel, it's very alarming. Very alarming. Well, it happened in the time of Isaac too. You see, there is no season that there is no famine. Every generation we experience famine. There is, go and check history. We, in this, every century comes with its own famine. If you are a student of history, you will, you will see that. So when there is famine, you just have to see that what is the opportunity that are there. And you see, in the place of prayer, in the place of the blessing, God begins to open your eyes to see what? Opportunities where others are seeing obstacles. I pray for you in this season. Every opportunity that are coming in this season, in this season, globally, may God open your eyes to see your own. May the opportunity of this season not pass you by. Listen to me. I know that things are so expensive. You cannot rule it out because of the present global condition. But let me tell you the truth. Don't continue to see obstacles, see opportunity. In every season of famine, there is an opportunity to prosper. You, what should you do? Look for what? The opportunity. Is somebody with me this morning? Say with me, it's my season to prosper. <laughs> The story is told of a man. A pastor friend was sharing this story with us during the week. Said he went to India and he saw a pastor who had now become a, a multi-millionaire. And the pastor was sharing how he became rich. He lived in the rural part of India. 
and um, it, it, but he worked hard. You know, but at the same time, he was not rich. But he kept engaging in the things that will attract the blessing of God. He did not allow poverty to take away the mentality of the kingdom from him. So he said, beside him was this rich man who was the sole dairy provider, merchant, in that village. The man had plenty cows and was selling milk to the community. And he said, this man normally, because of the power of monopoly, was taking advantage of the people in the community. But he was just next door. But one day, 10 cows from the farm of this man strode into his, in front of his own house to start grazing. Of course, the man chastised his workers. And um, it's true life story. It was the pastor met the person sharing this story with us. So um, they took the 10 cows back. The next day, another batch of 10 cows came to the front of the man's house again to start grazing. They took them back. The next day, another batch of 10 came. They took them back. They eat apple for almost one month. After some time, the rich man got the message. So he came to the poor man and said, you know, I think you should just keep these cows. I dash them to you so that I can have peace. When he did that, the remaining cows stopped coming. Now the other poor man took these 10 cows and began to also milk them. And started selling milk to his community at a cheaper price. Within a short time, all, he began to employ more people in that same village. And people began to, the law of demand began to shift to him. After about a year or two, he said, the rich man came to him and said, it's conspicuous that I cannot compete with you anymore. People believed in your product. So because of that, I am selling all my cows to you. And he sold that farm to him at a subsidized rate. Today, this man has over 100 staffs and is one of the people that sells dairy products in India now. But you see, what was the secret? The blessing. He has done the part he needed to do. But there is no way in his own power that he can go and start making those cows to come. God knows that he needs that. He has the skill for the business. He has the idea for the business. He is well knowledge about the business, but what he lacks is the capital. So heaven had to give him a capital because he has done what he needed to do. May the blessing of God today step into every area of your life that is beyond your own strength. I said may the blessing of God step into areas that are beyond your own strength. May opportunities be attracted to you even this week. I see somebody this week, God is sending new opportunities to you. I said, God is sending new opportunities to you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you don't want to send it back to me, but if you want to say, I claim it. Hallelujah. The second thing you will know, I need to let you know about the effect of God's blessing, is that the blessing of the Lord turns disadvantage to your advantages. The blessing of the Lord turns disadvantages to your advantages. Now, Genesis chapter 50, verse 18, I want to read the end of the story first, before we start from the beginning. Usually, we should start from the beginning, but let's start from the end. Genesis 15, verse 18, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, behold, we be thy servant. His brother said, behold, we be thy servants. And verse 19, and Joseph said unto them, fear not, for, I, for am I in the place of God? Verse 20, but as for you. You thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto good 
to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people. This is Joseph talking. This was Joseph talking, I, talk, I meant. And he was telling his brother as they began to worship him as Hail the king. He said, no, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I'm not in the place of God. Everything you have done for me or you did to me was just part of the process that God was using to make me great. But you know something about Joseph that you need to know? He had so many disadvantages in his life. The first disadvantages that Joseph had was that he came late. But even the blessing of God upon his life turned lateness to his advantage. If you read with me, Genesis chapter 37 verse 3, NLT, the Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because, look at it, Joseph had been born in his old age. He had 10 brothers. Joseph's mother had delay in giving birth. But you see, because of the blessing of God upon him, what was supposed to be a disadvantage that he came late before 10 became his advantage. I am here to declare to you somebody, maybe today all your mates have finished school whilst you are just starting school. Maybe your friends have graduated. But you, you are yet to even start school already. Maybe you looked at your around you. All the people you know are all married. But yet, you, you are not yet married. But today, I say to you, whatever may be a source of disadvantage in your life, the power of God, the blessing of God is turning it to your own advantage. The blessing of God is turning it to your own advantage. You see, when the blessing of God steps in, the disadvantages will turn to your own advantage. Have you, haven't you read in 1 Samuel that a delay in giving birth to the fruit of the womb? Penina began to mock her because of her delay. But do you know it was that delay that made her go into that temple to pray? If Anna had had children when Penina was having it, she would not have prayed the way she prayed, and Eli would not have blessed her child the way Eli did. But somehow the devil thought that this woman, the only way we can stop her is to cause delay. But when the blessing Blessing of God stepped in. Anna went and began to seek the Lord. Eli came and saw the woman and said, what is your problem? He said, I'm believing God for the fruit of the womb. You know, this one is not a natural conception. This one is a divine conception that came by the word of God because the Bible said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Anna Benina had her own through the natural means, but this one was birthed through the supernatural means. No no wonder we did not even know the name of Penina's children anymore. But Samuel emerged as the judge of all them, including his own senior brothers. Oh, you have come late. Things are not happening as fast as you want it to happen. You look around you, you ask yourself, when will I ever buy a car? When will I ever build a house? You look at yourself and say, at this rate, when will I ever get married? Maybe to even put there that you are a single is even shameful to you. You look there and say, when will I settle down in life? Listen to me. Today, the blessing of God, whatever represents a disadvantage in your life, that whatever represents a source of disadvantage in your life, I declare over you in the name that is above every name, in the name of him who died and rose again, in the name of Jesus Christ, Christ, son of the living God, that every form of disadvantage situation in your life, God is turning it to your advantage today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The second challenge that the devil used to attack Joseph was that he had a dream. The Bible says in 
Genesis chapter 37. When he had a dream in verse 7, his brother responded. In NLT, it says, so you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of what? His dreams and the, and the way he talked about them. Let me say this to you, people of God. The only way you will not see obstacle in life is when you stop dreaming. The challenges of life always come to a dreamer. Go and read your Bible very well. The day Joseph declared he had a dream, that was when his problem magnified. When he was not dreaming, there was peace. You see, the day you chose to do, maybe to go to school, that is when you realize that maybe everything is not, not going. The day you choose to build a house or you choose to do something good with your money, don't you realize that it will not be as if that season of your life you are lacking money. When you were using your money to buy meat pie and other things, money will be there. But when you then decide, no, I want a business, I want to do something good with finance, it will be as if you have entered into a season of dryness. Let me say this to you. Your dream will attract obstacles. But obstacles are not meant to pull you down. They are meant to make your victory sweeter. They are meant to make your victory more glorious. You see, I want you to know that the, 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 the service you can do to yourself is to say because of the challenges, because of the dream, you want to then give up and live a peaceful life. Listen to me. The day you stop dreaming, the devil starts winning in your life. You see, I want you to know that the difference between a young person and a whole child is that the, the child a young child always have big dreams when most of us were young you see that we talk big I want to be a lawyer I want to be a doctor I want to be a pharmacist I want to be an engineer I want to be this I want to be that but you see as we grow up and the devil start battering us you know different situations start you know start blowing us left right and center most of us will begin to throw away those dreams and the devil keep triumphing we keep begin to throw away those dreams and the devil keep triumphing now the devil had you where he needed you. A place where you no longer have a dream. A place where you no longer think that you can still be a success. A place where you think that because of what you are going through, now you cannot make it in life. I have come to announce to you, it is time to take back your dream. It is time to take back your dream and declare over your life, I will never stop dreaming. I will never stop dreaming. No matter how much I am pressed. No matter how much I am pushed back. No matter how much life blows me. You can take away my clothes of many colors. You can put me in the pit. You can sell me to Egypt. You can put me in prison. But you cannot steal my dream for me. Because you see something. Your dream becomes the expression, the bridge for the blessing of God to come through to you. When you don't have a dream, there is no way the blessing of God can manifest. God needs your dream for his blessing to show forth in your life. You see, everything. Somebody will have looked at Joseph and said, oh boy, this guy, he'd be like, say they don't call Sam. He'd be like, say they don't call Sam. Because he said he was going to be great. How come out of 12, he is the only one that was sold into the prison? How come, I know, he was sold to Egypt. How come out of 12, he's the only one that went into the pit? They brought him out of the pit. They sold him to Egypt. Now, when he was about to settle down again, what happened? He went to prison again. They lied against him. Naturally, people would have felt that he was cursed. People will have felt that something is wrong with him. No, even in the prison again, uh, 
other people that he met there went out and he was still there. So much so that he became the chairman of the prison of the association of his own country. The oldest service prison, prisoner. But you see, all that problem was because the devil was trying to steal his dream. The devil was trying to steal his dream. The devil was trying to steal his dream. One of the things I have realized in my life is that anytime I have a bigger dream, I, I, by default, I, I, I see, be wise by experience, you know, that you will enter into another season of crisis. Because you see, when the devil is not buffeting you, it's because there is nothing special about you anymore. You see, anytime you, I, 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 I have a, a, a new season of dream, I, I know that the devil will start reacting now because there are so many glorious people out there that you could have heard their name, that could have been great, but they gave in to the, to the, to the challenges of life. They gave in. Some, some of you today, you have, you have given up that you cannot have your dream marriage anymore because when you look at that man, the way he's harassing your life, the way he has made you cry, you ask yourself, oh, I have married wrong. Oh, I, 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 why did I marry him? And because of that, you are settling down for less. All I want to tell you today is that don't give your dream over to the devil. Your dream can still come true. And your dream will come true. Dream again like a child. Haven't you heard until you are converted and be like a child? You cannot enter. Children dream. Children dream. Growing up, my father used to tell me, I used to stand in front of the TV and I would declare I would be an engineer. I, I don't know, I didn't know that there were different types of engineers, but I just, I will be an engineer. Everybody in my family who ever cared to know said, I, I will be an engineer. When you say it, the devil also heard it and the devil came after me big time. He, the devil came after me. My parents separated. I, 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 there was, from SS1, I, I struggled to go to school. I could no longer go to school the way I needed to. I had to go and walk. I had to go and do things. But you know something, even when I was a conductor, the devil did not steal my dream. My dream was still in my mind as a conductor. Even when I was selling the bread by the roadside, I still had the dream. Even when I was auctioning the fried meat, I still had the dream. Even when I was selling raw fish, I still had the dream. Even when I was with the malam at Agege Market selling kuli kuli, I still had the dream. Even when I was cutting grass, I still had the dream. One day, my friend looked at me and said, it's like because, it's like, when they look at me, it's like anybody, anything you touch always goes down. But the devil saw what others cannot see but in me he knew i was carrying something special you know the day i finished my certification in u.s i i i, I took to my phone and began to cry that from that corner god brought me what if if i gave up on that dream what if i told myself that no so many of you today, you are not where you want to be because you, you gave in. You allowed the devil to triumph. You see, even where there is no one to help you, one with God is a majority. One with God is a majority. You don't need the multitude. All you need is God. Go and check the life of Jesus. The nearer he came to the cross, the more people hated him. Go and check. When Jesus was far from the cross, nobody hated him. They were, they, they were celebrating him. They were, everybody was loving him. In fact, in, the, in John chapter 6, the church of Jesus that was enjoying breakthrough, in John chapter 5, they ate bread, manna, um, um, the bread multiplied, the fish multiplied. By John chapter 6, Jesus just preached one message, they became offended. The Bible said over 6,000 people left 
the ministry of Jesus that day. And he faced the twelve and said, it was why, will you also leave? Can you imagine what they would say if 12,000 people leave a church in one day? But you can leave, but you can't take away his blessing. You can leave, but you can't take away his dream. Jesus understood the principle that you see, so many people start the race, only few finish. Who are those who will finish? Those who will say, no matter what you take away from me, you can't take away my dream. I know I will get to that cross. And I know I will be resurrected. Go and check. Even his own friends, the worst part was when his own disciples began to leave him. People who believed in him. People who started with him three years earlier. People who he called and said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The Bible said at the cross, only John was there. What will you do when everybody leaves you? What will you do when there's no one to help you anymore? What will you do when the devil turns all hell loose? Most of us will give in and say no, no more. But Jesus looked down and said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what. They don't know that all this is happening because my glorious destiny must be fulfilled. Today, the Bible then says, how God highly exalted him. By giving him a name above every name. That at the mention of the name Jesus. Now, 6,000 people left Jesus. Today, Christianity is over 3 billion. What? The power of the blessing. Hallelujah. What if Jesus gave up to what people are saying? What if Jesus threw in the towel? What if Jesus said no? All I know, the only way to stop seeing trouble is to stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. But you listen to me. When you don't have a dream, the blessing of God has nothing to come upon. Whatsoever you do, it shall what? Prosper. God is blessing your dream. People might have duped you in that business. People might have jilted you. People might have let you down. People might have, maybe they might have, they might have maltreated you. But listen to me. Don't be like them. Joseph did not make the mistake to be like them. He knew that all this was because the devil did not want me to get to my promised land. So he said to them, you meant it for my evil, but God meant it for what? For my good. But you know, he had the power to give up. He could have given up. Do you know how many people would have been lawyers today who never became lawyers? How many, even some of you are medical doctors here because you faced jam once, you faced jam two times, you faced Wayek one, you have given up. You say you can't go to school again. All right? Listen to me. You can go to school. I say to you, you can go to school. I say you can go to school. And that school, you will go to it. And you will enter in it. You will make it in that school. In the name of Jesus. You will go there. You will go there. You will go there. Nobody to pay your school fees. So you have to go and learn work. Now that you have started seeing money, go and take a part-time course and say, I will go to school. I will finish well. Yeah, dream again. Dream again. Is somebody with me today? Queen Elizabeth I. The first Queen Elizabeth. When she, the, when she was giving birth to, the father was so unhappy that she, he, the, the mother gave birth to a female child that he cursed her at birth. History said that even the Pope denounced her because the, the, mother, the, mother, the father was divorced. Right? Then our own sibling, our own sister locked her up for misbehaving in the Tower of London. All those, she was like the most disgraced child in the family. But what happened? She became the first queen of England. All those troubles was just to distract 
are. He said, some of us, the greatest mistake you can make is to allow the troubles of your life distract you. Now you live chasing your dream. You start solving the trouble. Tell them, see, I don't have time. I will keep moving on. Jesus kept moving on. Jesus kept moving on. He did not allow the persecution. He did not allow the activity of Pontius Pilate. He did not allow error. He said, I will not stop dreaming. Today, you have given power to your enemy when you start. There are some things you should never attend to in your life. I'm telling you, there are things I hear that I will never make a phone call about. I tell myself, this is a distraction. God knows I'm on the right track. Because you see, the moment you start talking, the opportunity, no, the time you spend solving some trouble, you will have spent it doing some research. What the devil wants is just to distract you. So all those, all those who are leaving you at the cross, all those who are saying condemning, all those who are saying criticizing, they are not the real thing. The real thing are just focus. At the end of the day, they will come back. On, at the, on Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, didn't we see 3,000 in one day? 50% of the church that was left, when they real, you see, success have many fathers. Failure is an orphan. The only way you can repress, the better, let me give it, let me say this way. The best response to your critics is that be successful. I told somebody years ago, I said, I'm not going to reply to this person. I will not reply. Let him say anything he wants to say about me. I won't reply. I said, the only way I will reply is that I will let my success speak for me. Yes, I've gone. Yes, I've gone by. Yes, I've gone by. You know, that same person, one that was in my office said, please, can you borrow me something in my mouth? I didn't, I didn't rejoice. I just said that I transferred the money because today, if I had allowed what they are saying or what they were doing to distract me, it would have been me borrowing money somewhere. It is time to know that if they call you a failure, mm -hmm. if they call you a shower, mm -hmm. if they call you the best way to respond to your critics is to be more successful. Success have many father. They will trace the address to you. Oh, that boy is my mother's grandson and our nephew. Our... They will just tie the rope until he gets to you. Why? Because success have what? But they are saying all those things. You too, you are not doing well. Your clothes is not getting better. Your life is not getting better. Then you are confirming that what they are saying is what? True. Respond by becoming better. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me today? Get to work. Get to work. If you ever enter my office, I don't have time for anybody. Last Friday, I walked from around 5 a.m. till around 1 a.m. before I went to go and sleep. My wife, when I eat the bed like this, yeah, within, I don't need any, any whatever to pray. Within 10 minutes, I will snore my life. I like snoring. It's not I snore. I don't. When I wake up again at 5 a.m., I get to work. So I don't have time for. By their fruit, they shall what? I see you becoming more successful. Yeah. Is somebody with me today? Yeah. Is somebody with me today? Yes, How to release the blessing of God upon your life. We are still going to continue this Sunday, but I need to just quickly jump. So I'm jumping right now. How to release the blessing of God upon your life. Number one, live a lifestyle of obedience. 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 Genesis chapter 26 that we read, you saw what the Lord said to Isaac, the secret, of, the secret of Abraham's success. He said to him, because Abraham obeyed my voice, 
because Abraham, verse 5 of Genesis chapter 26, he said, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandment, my status and my laws. He said, obedience usher you to bless it. God blessed them, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. When they disobeyed God, Genesis chapter 3, Bible says, and God cursed them. God said, you are cursed. Disobedience ushers into curse. Obedience ushers into what? Blessing. You must obey. You must obey. I remember that one of the days I knew that my life was going to get better. I started a, a dry cleaning business, but it was not dry cleaning business. It was a washerman business. I go to people's house. I wash clothes. They pay me. And there's this man I've been washing clothes for. You know, maybe you watch one for 200 naira, one for 50 naira, one, I've forgotten how much we used to wash. But I finished washing, can you imagine how many clothes I would have washed for my money to be 10,000 naira? That was, I must have really washed. I must have seriously washed. Then the day the man decided to pay me, I remember it was a Tuesday. I collected the money, then the church I was attending, they had a convention, just like we had GWIC, and I entered. And the man there began to raise money. And they, of course, he mentioned different figures. Mm-hmm. I was just there. I don't have money. Then the man mentioned and mentioned, and they mentioned 10,000 euros. And he said, the spirit of the Lord said to me that I should stop at 10,000 euros. Ah, that spirit of the Lord is joking. As far as I was concerned, with, with 